This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, one of the country's leading cryptocurrency exchanges has told its customers that uh, the money they've invested, pretty much gone. (laughs) $190 million worth of customer funds gone. Why? They can't access it. The 30-year-old CEO of this company died. And uh, it was unexpected. And court documents now reveal that the company is seeking creditor protection. And they also reveal that the CEO kept the crypto coins in a cold wallet, which is like an offline storage, which is supposed to protect investments from things like hacking. But the CEO, I guess, had the only set of virtual keys to the coin. And now, well, he's dead. So what happens to all that currency? Good question. Let's bring in Adam Oldfield to this conversation. He is our global news radio tech expert. Adam, a little bit of a problem when you invest in a company and only one guy has the keys and he dies. I mean, are you kidding me? All these people are trying to get their investments and the guy has the key. Well, you know, and I guess this is a bit of a good news, bad news situation. We've been talking about where uh, cryptocurrency and blockchain is so volatile right now. And we've heard about, you know, they're getting hacked and, you know, and different types of different currencies are always susceptible to being, uh, uh, I would say, compromised. And and so all of a sudden, we have an extremely secure system that's very well known for being encrypted, and no one could foresee – uh, the simple sake that uh, Mr. Cotton, who is the CEO and president of uh, uh, Quadriga, that he would be more or less holding all of the information in his mind. Now, in some cases, I guess this is a positive because at the time of him being alive, everybody that was investing in the company could feel confident knowing that it was going to be uh, secure. But there's a, a few things here, Alex, about this whole cryptocurrency company. First of all, the one that's unique is the fact that it was 100% Canadian. It was uh, uh, in Vancouver. And what really set it apart from the others that are out there, and not to blow your mind even more, there's over 1,500 international cryptocurrency operations. Mm-hmm. So you know, everyone knows Bitcoin. That's the one everyone usually refers to. But there's actually 1,500. And, and the one that we're talking about with Mr. Cotton and, and Quadriga is that it was number 32. It wasn't in the top 10, but it was one of the top. And so looking at this and knowing why, you know, why did this happen or what is the situation that's at hand, I think it's confusing for people to really uh, comprehend the the magnitude of this. So People invested in this. It's called an ICO in the Bitcoin world. It's, it's an initial coin offering. And when it came out last uh, or two years ago, it ranked quite well. It's separated from all the other Bitcoins because it deals in Canadian currency. It was able to offer same-day funding and withdrawals. It was a real, real simple system. Even Alex Pearson could be able to use this. It was bit more or less I would put money in, I could take money out. It worked very much like a bank machine. So Mm -hmm. what was surprising about the fact that so many people are now, uh, you know, feeling what the damage is, uh, it was called cold storage. 
And yeah, no, I know. So, 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 but this is the problem. You invest your money with some guy, and you expect that it's going to be taken off-site and protected from hackers, but the guy died, right. and he had the keys. Well, and now if you look at the court documents, there's only $375,000 left in the account, but there's there's 92,000 customers who can't access any of their money. So no. is it – okay. Where, where's well, the money? Let's, yeah. let's use the different like, – you know, we need to differentiate that. When you say money, we're talking about currency versus access. They can't even transfer it. So the issue is that, you know, it, it, it's kind of uh, – uh, we all know that cryptocurrency doesn't have a real value. The Canadian uh, uh, government does not recognize you can't pay your taxes with, with, with bitcoins or cryptocurrency. It, you have to pay the taxes on what you transfer and the value of it. But just for the sake of understanding, you're right. All those customers, technically right up until his death, were probably investing in a very solid uh, company. Now you say him, it was really a corporation. The problem that lies here is the fact that this corporation is the, uh, is the issue that they've left the entire security and the encryption of, of access to this to the gentleman who passed on. So now the morals come into play, Alex. Is it, do we need to start keeping a log or somewhere a file of our passwords when we're already in a position of we don't want our passwords to get out? Mm. Or is it better to know that this company was secure, minus this, I, I hate to say this, hiccup, yeah. but it is a hiccup. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one forecasted that this gentleman was going to pass. No. Go to the bank and, I mean, assume that the president of TD would, would pass. Well, no, but Adam, what I would expect is that someone else has a set of the keys. Like, if I'm a customer here, I am pissed. And so there's a couple of things here. This should be a wake-up call to anyone who's dealing in this uh, non-money fantasy money world, which I don't understand at all. But at the same point, they have to know that whatever this fantasy is they're dealing in um, can come to a stop pretty quickly. It's still too, and that's a very good point. In fact, uh, sadly enough, I have a friend of mine who invested in not just this company, but in other <laughs> cryptocurrency offerings. And, you know, he put $200,000 in, and, and because of the volatility of it all, it was one of the ones that ended up folding. So the warning to people is if you're looking at Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency or anything of that sort, you're really taking a very, very high risk. You might as well buy a lottery ticket because your return, at least you know there's an expected return. Right. And the one area of cryptocurrency is it is so unknown still. And when situations that are not regulated like this, no one can come to your rescue. Right. There isn't going to be a government offering. No one's going to say, well, under the, uh, the commissions of, 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 of currency, we're going to be able to offer you an insurance policy on your investment. They're non-existent. No one's guidelining this. And we haven't set up regulations yet for the crypto uh, uh, currency world to be able to operate and be governed. And so, and the problem is going to that is how do you govern this? How do you put security measures in place that are going to be secure? And as you uh, indicated, who's got the keys and does, do we give multiple keys? Who's got access to those keys? And what happens if those keys are stolen? <laughs> That's the problem. Or like, end up, in a, or end up in a coffin. It's a terrible story. Well, okay, I, I've got, I'm up against the wall on, on time here. So what is the lesson here, and where do you see this thing going? Because it's in the courts now. They're trying to get some kind of uh, credit or protection, but this uh, fantasy money it looks like it's gone. I mean, really, the, the, you're right. The, if they were able to access his, his system in his cold wallet, they refer to, which is basically a hard drive. It's on a laptop, not 
not hooked up to the internet. So think of it this way. It's somebody's computer sitting on the floor right now and everyone's staring at it going, no one's got the login and password. In fact, Alex, you and I have gone through that before where it's like, I can't get my password. I can't find this. What do I do? This is an example of what's really happening. Unfortunately, it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars that is sitting on this computer. So the, the lesson to be learned is if you're going to invest in a cryptocurrency or be aware of it, it's better to take the ones that are the most uh, predominant. Bitcoin, it's very costly. We know the value of Bitcoin. If you're going to invest in or want to, go with the top five uh, ICOs uh, that are out there, the cryptocurrencies. Try not to take too much risk. And if you are going to risk in anything that is in the uh, less than the top 10, you're taking a very, very, very high risk in what you're dealing with and be prepared to lose everything you're putting into it. Ugh. So glad I don't have any money to begin with, so I don't get my, not to mention technical ability, so I don't get myself mucked yeah, up in this room. A password to your wallet would be horrible. I'd be when awful. It comes to cryptocurrency. I all can right. Only imagine. Yes. Um, I'll spare us all the pain. Uh, Adam, on that note, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Yep, Adam Oldfield. By the way, you know what I, I like in cryptocurrency? This is how I understand it in my head. It would be like paying in unicorns. I made 10 unicorns today and I'll pay you I'll pay you 20 tomorrow if you make me I, that's how I look at it cuz it just it's, it's just a weird world. Here on point I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.